Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, Mizzou football has its game in St. Louis. We're going to preview the Tigers matchup against Memphis. We also have some football and men's basketball recruiting updates. Peyton will give his uniform review. It just dropped. We're recording right at noon on a Thursday. So uh, just just dropped fresh threads for St. Louis. Peyton will give his uh, his uniform review. Um, and then we have a quick uh, Mizzou soccer update because they've been killing it as well. Um, we'll do quick hits. And then we have our fraud rankings uh for the nfl's week two um to finish out the show so plenty to dive into to start your weekend mizzou football's three and oh we're feeling good and uh yeah with that the unwritten rule starts right now attention everybody stop what you're doing it's time for the unwritten rule a mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the believe network alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, September 22nd, and Mizzou football is making their first road trip of the season. Kind of, kind of. I believe they're still designated as the home team, but playing in St. Louis against Memphis um, after a, a wild game against Kansas State. Um yeah, just uh, didn't. I don't think any of us, certainly based on our predictions before that game, expected this Tigers team to be here. But here they are, um, with you know maybe an injury-riddled quarterback. We got some updates on that. In fact, I I say we probably should just start there. Um, Brady Cook, he was awesome. We're gonna get into some of the accolades he got after this game during the week. Uh, but yeah, we had we had some updates, Peyton and Kenny. What did we learn about uh, about Cook's status? Do we think he's going to be good to go for Memphis? And then, you know, what are the what are the vibes? You know, a couple of days removed now from Kansas State and looking ahead toward uh toward Memphis here on Saturday. Yeah, Cook. I mean, uh, he didn't practice on Tuesday. Uh, Drink said his knee was all black and blue. You know, all bruised up. That all starts to show up the day after he hyperextended it. Um, but he was back at practice yesterday. Uh, Mizzou tweeted a photo of him practicing. Standing next to a smiling Elijah Drinkwitz, and that's good news for Mizzou. Um, no matter what people say at this point, Brady Cook is the guy. He absolutely has earned it, and Mizzou needs him to be healthy. Uh, they need him to be healthy to probably give them their best shot at eight or nine wins this year, um, which I think is the ultimate goal. Um, and it looks like he'll be able to play this weekend. You picked up a nice award this past week as well. Jack mentioned the accolades. Um, he was one of the week three Manning Award stars of the week, 23 for 35, 356 yards to the air, those two touchdowns. This is the second time he's been one of the stars of the week for the Manning Award last year against South Carolina. We know that was a great game with him and Dominic Lovett. I'm setting up some great passes there. Um, so this is a good step forward for Brady Cook, especially against a power five team to get this recognition. We're going to get back to the Missouri Memphis preview in just a minute, but Quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests anywhere available online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, um, Dominic Lovett, shout out. His, uh, his Twitter mentions got a little bit, a little bit leaked out um, given, given Mizzou's current results. But uh, yeah, Brady Cook was great. I... Uh, I threw some takes out there because I wrote like a, a little article about, you know, why like fans probably shouldn't be worried about him. Obviously, you know, he dealt with an injury last year, has terrible luck against Kansas State with that. You know, it, it ended up being a torn labrum that he played through, um, you know, was clearly not 100 percent. But the the take I threw out there was, you know, I, I would hope that if he is a little bit less mobile, 
one, we've kind of seen this team scheme around that against Kansas State. They were, you know, he was able to kind of hang in the pocket a little bit more, didn't use his legs as much as we're maybe used to, but he, you know, he was, he was slinging. He was throwing, he was throwing dimes. And the other thing is I would hope that Nathaniel Pete and Cody Schrader are going to have a little bit, you know, more of an impact considering they're not playing a run defense like Kansas State. But, you know, looking at Memphis, I mean, what, what problems Peyton, I, I know you've watched a brief bit of film um, and like, you know, just, just what you know about Memphis based on what we saw last week, what, you know, maybe problems can we expect to have them cause if, uh, if they want to, you know, take Mizzou's record and, uh, you know, not make it undefeated anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're three and oh, um, granted they've played three pretty bad teams, uh, Navy, Arkansas state and Bethune Cookman, I want to say, um, but they have done what they needed to do largely. They almost did lose to Navy last week, but that was a Thursday game. Things can get a little weird. Uh, maybe they were overlooking um, Navy to prepare for Mizzou. All of those things are possible. Uh, the main thing for Mizzou is just going to be can't have a hangover game, okay? Last year, I mean, the the thing about last year um, – Kansas State beats Mizzou 40 to 12. Very next week at home, Kansas State loses to Tulane. And yes, that Tulane team wound up going to a New Year's Six. They did wind up beating USC uh, in the Cotton Bowl, I believe it was. Um, but Mizzou has got to be ready to, to face a very, very um, motivated Memphis team. I mean, this team, this was originally supposed to be a home game for Memphis, and they were bought out of it. Uh, got it in Mizzou's backyard. Um, you're playing in front of Ryan Wingo. You're playing in front of um, just the St. Louis area. This is a pretty important game. And Memphis, I think, is going to cause Mizzou some problems. They've got a lot of playmakers on offense. Seth Hannigan, their quarterback, um, he is a little turnover prone. He's thrown three picks already this year, but 791 yards through the air already. Um, they're Running back Blake Watson on 40 carries uh, is averaging 7.4 yards a carry. Uh, so it's going to be a tough challenge. And from the five minutes of the Navy-Memphis game that I watched, uh, Memphis likes to get the ball out quick. So I know Blake Baker likes to draw up some blitzes. It's going to be key that either that pressure gets there early or that they maybe mix it up a bit coverage-wise because – Memphis can get the ball out quick. Uh, they have playmakers in the receiving core and, of course, Watson out of the backfield. Um, so it'll be a good challenge for Mizzou defensively as well. Speaking of that motivation, too, it's got to be very motivating for a lot of these St. Louis kids that are on this Mizzou roster to go and play in the Dome. Of course, it's not the, the same place it was a couple years ago when the Rams were still there. It's kind of run down, but it's still St. Louis. You're going home to play here. I mean, Cody Schrader is a St. Louis kid. Luther Bird and Mookie Cooper, Brett Norfleet can go on and on. This is a huge game for them as well. And they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't let up. They shouldn't take it for granted. And Harrison Mevis, who's not a St. Louis kid, but he mentioned, you know, why should people come to this game? Because we're going to be 4-0. You have to have that mentality. You have to be able to carry that. You have to be able to, you know, walk, you know, walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. And I think this Mizzou Tigers team can do that. The one thing I will mention about the Memphis defensive side of the ball, this is just a, a quick ratings and stars that I found. They're nose tackle and defensive tackle. Joshua White and Josh Ellison, two big boys, 6'4", 6'3", and both at 300 pounds. They were three and four stars out of school. The secondary for Memphis doesn't grade that well. It's not a bunch – you know, it's not loaded with any high-star ranking players. Of course, it's not a power five team. But that looks maybe like their weakness from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing. So maybe that's an area for Brady Cook. You know, if he's feeling 100%, he can really unload some of those deep balls to Theo Weiss, um, Mookie Cooper, Luther Burden, really anyone. Sounds to me, based on what I'm hearing, is that, yeah, you can kind of expose that secondary on offense. And similarly, we should be once again rooting for turnovers on defense for Missouri to, to cause, that is, with a little bit of a, a seemingly pick-prone quarterback that Memphis has got from what Peyton said. And yeah, Kenny, you make some good points. I mean, they should embrace this game. Drinkwitz, the way he's been recruiting, you know, the whole lockdown the borders mentality, this should be a game that you take a lot of pride in, that you want to go show out. And you want to be, you want to be 4-0, obviously, at the end of the day, but not just 4-0. You know, you want to put a statement out there. This is a team, after a big win against Kansas State, didn't get ranked. And this is just a thought I had, like, you know, maybe... 
that causes them to play a little bit less complacent if they, than if they did have that number by their name. And now it's like, well, we're still not getting the respect we deserve. We beat a top 15 team. We got to keep, you know, got to keep the wheels rolling, got to keep winning. And uh, yeah, I mean, the goal, the goal is, is five and zero LSU. So um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a, a, a big, big day for, uh, for uh, the St. Louis kids and for Missouri to, to keep proving to people that it probably deserves to be in that top 25. For sure. And I mean, you mentioned going back real quick here before we move on, but talking about this offensive line, I talked about those two nose tackles, the two defensive tackles. Uh, This was an interesting quote from Drinkwitz relayed by Wendell Shepard of the Columbia Missourian. Right now, the MVP of our offensive line is Xavier Delgado. And coming into the year, we were kind of thinking maybe he'd be one of the guards that loses his job. And to Drinkwitz, he's looked really good. Another thing that he mentioned is that Marcellus Johnson was also not practicing at the beginning of the week. Um, he didn't play in the second half against Kansas State. So things to monitor looking forward about how this offensive line shakes out. Something we've talked about at length multiple times. So we don't have to get too deep into that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we they've been they've been all right injury bug wise, knock on wood. Um, but you know, we never we never root for injuries. Um, okay, let's go to the most important thing about this game. Peyton, we got the uniform review. We're recording right at noon here on Thursday. I mentioned it in the intro. So we got the uniform drop kind of kind of right away before we started what are the tigers uh what are the tigers rocking heading into the loo on saturday yeah it's a fourth straight oval tiger really interesting no tiger script no black block block in the year um but uh it is a solid uniform set it's the black helmets the the prototypical black helmet just plain oval tiger the gold jerseys, which I love the gold jerseys personally. Um, I don't know how everyone else feels about them. I thought the best uniform Mizzou wore last year was against New Mexico State. The gold jerseys, white pants, white helmet, uh, yellow tiger script. Um, but the yellow jerseys, black pants, uh, pretty solid uniform. Nothing super flashy. I believe this is the first time the gold, the gold jerseys have been busted out. Um so interesting to see that. Um, it's a good uniform set. Nothing super flashy, but it gets the job done. I prefer the gold jerseys with white helmets, I think, but the black looks good with it as well. Yeah, this is the first game with the gold jerseys. And I want to get like your take on this as well, Peyton. I kind of like, you know, I think that the block M could have brought out for this game, could have been brought out for the Kansas State game just based on where you're playing and who you're playing with the history. Do you like that they're kind of sticking with the Oval Tiger right now and maybe they'll break out the script Tiger for a really big game? And you don't want to, like, make it to where you're just, you know, blind to it that it's like, oh, we're in the script Tiger again. You just want it to be on special occasions, maybe twice a year. I think that's a good way to go about it. Is that something you feel as well? For sure. I mean, they wore it four four or five times last year, but I think that was just because it was brand new and they wanted everyone to see just the different variants they had of it and for the most part i thought it was very very pretty um but i do agree with that it's an alternate helmet and you should wear it sparingly uh i would also i would say you probably should wear the black m more than you should wear tiger script just because it's i will uh respect the history and tradition behind that um but yeah i think at least twice a year, you got to bust out like the yellow with the white tiger script or the white with the black or yellow tiger script because they do look pretty. Uh, they were something Drinkwitz introduced. And if he's going to be here a long time, why not bust it out every once in a while? I, this is where think... I'll go with the next go ahead, go question. Ahead. If you know, we don't want to jinx anything, we don't want to look too far ahead. You beat Memphis, you beat Vanderbilt, you're breaking out anything special against LSU. Or are you just going regular uniform? What are you rocking, Peyton? If you're you're the uniform, you yeah. get to decide. See, I, I think at that point, and that's just assuming that you get through Memphis, which is no nothing easy, and you never know how you're going to respond on your first true road game against Vanderbilt. Um, I, I would think you have to bust something special out for LSU, you know, especially because there's the potential game day could come to that. Um it, it it's not a certainty because I know that week Duke Notre Dame is also going to be on the radar, but um, yeah, no, I would, my uniform combo personally, I can definitely see the argument of just going, you know what? Straight blackout, black Jersey, black oval tiger, black pants. I personally would go 
I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Black. Block M? Old gold block M. Black jersey. Black pants is what I would go with. Or, and if you don't go with that, I think that's a Tiger script game. I, was I don't think say, you go with Oval Tiger there. I think Drinkwitz wants a Tiger script if that's the situation we're in. Yeah. If it is a game day, I'm thinking the block M, like you're saying, black jerseys, gold pants like they did against Oklahoma. I think that's Ooh. that's the last time you had games. Oh, just copy copy what the, that game yeah, day that was. Big that's smart. That's smart. That would be sick. But, yeah, no, I think you have to go an old gold block M. I, I also, and I've been doing this a lot, you know, myself. I love how much we're talking about, like, if they get there, if they get there, but yet, you know, we're we're thinking we're thinking they get there. So hopefully, Mizzou's you know, not, no Mizzou jinx, is but... only a one touchdown favorite this weekend. Let's keep yeah. that in perspective. Memphis is good. Mizzou's got to make sure they play motivated for that. There and for those that might be listening to this, there was a conglomerate of, our, of us in 2019, our freshman year, when Kelly Bryant was quarterback. After the Wyoming game, Mizzou gets ranked a couple weeks later. You know, how can Mizzou make the playoff was like the thought. And Certainly. they finished six and Certainly six and the thought. were banned from bowl games. So uh, yeah. that's that's where we kind of sit on this stuff. So if anyone's like questioning our thoughts, just know that we were dumb college kids at one I, point. Yeah. And I, I've seen. I still I, am. I think I think Mizzou fans are just they've seen this movie before. You know, you get that yeah. galvanizing win. I mean, just last year, I mean, Mizzou had that awesome performance against um, Georgia. They go out the next week and lay an absolute egg against a bad Florida team. So yeah, it it you just drink has got to and drink has done a good job. This he has said if we if if we lose this weekend, yes, last week was for absolutely nothing. And I think that's the mentality they got to have. I I get Harrison Mevis is the most confident guy ever, but like I get queasy <laughs> thinking about the we're going to be four and zero clip because I'm just like ah, what if we're not? But we'll have yeah. to see. That'll get memed. The the I will give us a you know some backing with the 2019 make the playoff take. I think a lot of us wanted that to be because because of the fact they were banned from bowl games and we were just like, well, what if they go to the college football playoff? You can't you can't keep them out of there if they're banned. Like you got to lift the ban at that point or a New Year's Six. Uh, just so kind of sad. That, they they that could have been where we, we're coming from. We had those thoughts because that year after they lost to Wyoming they absolutely eviscerated West Virginia yeah uh then they beat a South Carolina team that later beat Georgia um so yeah I think everyone got caught up in the hype a bit I definitely was like oh man they could just get through they could just get through Georgia I mean that's an 11-1 team and yeah yeah, they went six and six wild so yeah definitely definitely we, we will not be we'll be prepared to be humbled if that happens but obviously Mizzou's not hoping that to happen against Memphis let's go now to Kenny mentioned you know some of the people that these Tigers are going to be playing in front of of course Drinkwitz is is heavily recruiting St. Louis he has been his whole thing sorry Peyton mentioned it not Kenny um but yeah let's go to that because we we've had some recruiting updates and we'll start with obviously the big one um Ryan Wingo of course who we've been talking about pretty much all summer along with Williams Winery obviously nothing official official until you know he signs on the dotted line same thing with Wingo we know he's he's been open about pushing his recruitment back but we've had some updates there uh that maybe have not not been quite in Mizzou's favor and then we got a couple other uh recruiting stuff as well that has you know kind of been in, in Mizzou's favor so what's been going on gentlemen on the recruiting spectrum yeah, so bad news on the Ryan Wingo front. <laughs> uh, Gabe, it's kind of started to trend towards Texas early in the year just because Texas has had a meteoric start. Um, and Gabe DeArmond, who had a future cast in from Zoo, flipped it to Texas. Now it's still three months out. We still have no word if he's going to recruit, if he's going to commit early. Um, but he is going to the game this weekend. He said it. Uh, the dome is five minutes from his house, which I find interesting because it's smack dab in the middle of downtown. Um, but and and a new visit came out this week. He's going to be Brian Wingo at Colorado for Col- when Colorado hosts oh. USC. Uh, that is next week, 
And then it is expected that he will probably be back at Mizzou at some point. I don't know when, but yeah, that, that, that was not positive news on the Ryan Wingo front. Another thing that uh, came across our social media is that uh, Mizzou landed a preferred walk-on and Graham Gilmer offensive lineman. Uh, he says he's a three-star um, but nice walk on there from Brentwood Academy in Tennessee. There you go. And then we had a, uh, what Aiden Glover, right? he got his, uh, he's, he's a four-star now for on three quarterback guy. He is. Yes. Uh, so Aiden Glover on three uh, updated their rankings. I believe they also made Williams Nwaneri the number one recruit. The number one. Uh, but when uh, Wendell Shepard tweeted uh, on three now lists, Mizzou, uh, 2024 QB commit Aiden Glover is a four-star. He's the 248th player uh, ranked nationally. He previously was not ranked. Um, so that is really looking like a positive pickup. I have seen some highlights of his uh, from his high school games. He looked, he is balling out, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, where's Dale, uh, Daniel Kalen ranked as my only Yeah, player. take that. <laughs> yeah, He's going to that's... Boise State now. He uh, flipped from Nebraska. If uh, Bush if he had, this was a question I always had because Bush Hamden, like that was his number one guy. That was a guy mm-hmm. you talked to every single day. He stuck around a little bit after Bush left for Boise State to take the OC job. Bush was interviewed for the quarterback's coach job with the Chiefs. Was Daniel yep. Kalen maybe thinking, I can jump college and go straight to the <laughs> NFL to be with my guy? I always, I did think it was interesting. You know, of course, you know, he's you know, good for him. He gets to go to his dream school. He gets to stay home, go to Nebraska. That's where he's wanted to go his whole life. But at the same time, I w- I really thought that there was going to be a chance he goes to Boise State because Bush, Bush, him and Bush seemed really tight. I mean, Bush they went to his house like every other month. So it was very interesting. But, you know, good for da- Daniel Kalen as well. I'm yeah, happy for him. being Matt Rule's second choice and being totally fine with it. <laughs> his announcement video was something when he was like he had the little yeah. timeline. It was like first Nebraska game. It, it skipped it like, like four years long. too. Yeah, like, it was yeah, like it, it was like every other year, and then it skipped four years. Like, then, what happened? Where'd you go? What happened uh, there? He became a Mizzou fan for a little bit, mm-hmm. or Boise State fan when him, yeah, when him left. Um, yeah, so you know some some wishy washy, I guess, updates depending on where you you stand. You know, Wingo. It, I think we've been kind of uh, saying for a while that that's a, a bit of a going to be a bit of a reach for Mizzou. I, I will laugh if it comes down to hats on the table time and it is it is Drinkwitz versus Dion for for one Aries or for Wingo services that would be that would be something. I don't that think would, we'd things would have had to have gone off the rails <laughs> for Texas then. But um, yeah, no, I honestly for the longest time thought Wingo was the more obtainable of the of the five stars between him and Wanneri, but that is just over the last month really I guess since Wanneri committed it's kind of looked more and more like Wingo might be going to Texas. It's not a good start for you as our unwritten crystal ball guy, Peyton. Just, I'm just oh, well. saying. It's got to be better. As long as I, I've we always said, might, as long as I got one. We might post a good LinkedIn point. thing. We're just going to be looking around. We're just shopping, shopping to see if anyone wants to take the crystal ball job. Yeah. You can stick around. You can stick around. We're hiring. We screen. won't pay you. We won't pay you. You can't be on the show. I work Peyton on, still gets to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Works on contract. Um, Okay, staying on the recruiting track, we got uh, some men's basketball stuff because um, Dennis is just is just still being Dennis. Uh, and season season starts. What are we under fifty days? Something like that. Yep. Um, I, God, I'm so excited just for college basketball in general. Um, it's just gonna be just gonna be great. Um, but Dennis, a couple of a couple of names. Um, we'll start out with the four star Chase McCarty. Um, he's cut his list to six. Uh, Mizzou, Georgia Tech, Houston, Kansas, Tennessee, and Texas Tech. Two-way wing. He's number ninety-four uh, in the ESPN Top One Hundred. Um, so I don't, I don't think we know if his uh, when his announcement's going to be, but he has Mizzou in his final six. Shout out to Georgia Tech for hanging around. I've made fun of them a little bit for being in this grouping, but you know, good on them. Yeah, don't doubt Damon Stoudemire. Um, yeah, <laughs> gosh, they are just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. I mean, they're linked to just about everybody. Uh, Trilly Donovan, the, uh, good old Trilly Don, uh, yeah. Infamous Trilly Don for the, uh, Matthew Cleveland recruitment, but he quote tweeted this. He said he would give Houston a slight edge over the field now, and he would have Missouri and Tennessee in the next tier. Trilly Donovan's proven to be pretty reliable. That's all I'll say about it. Um, and I don't, 
I still think Mizzou is really aiming for Botang and Quintance. Uh, but I mean, Dennis Gates has always said recruit as if nobody's going to be here next year um, and then figure the roster spots out. So would not shock me if they would take McCarty as well. It's pretty cool to see four teams have been in a final four in the last five years and then Mizzou. I mean, that's, that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. Just you can talk about it forever. It's a good point about, you know, how, how much like Mizzou has been in the recruiting sphere um, since Dennis took over. And it's like a collection of tournament powerhouses and Georgia Tech and Mizzou. And I mean, Mizzou can get to that level under Dennis. And we believe that uh, this is just another stepping stone um, towards that goal. Yeah. Kenny, I'll, I'll let you get your take on the next guy uh, that Dennis has been looking at. Cause it's a, it's a, this guy, Larry Johnson, who, this again, just as Dennis being Dennis, we didn't really even know how much, you know, he was on Mizzou's radar, um, but he is he is making his decision uh, soon and he has Mizzou in his final four or final five. And you liked the uh, the little announcement for his decision for a, for a particular reason, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Larry Johnson uh, announced his final five on September 18th. He's going to announce his commitment today while we're recording at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So you'll know by the time this episode comes out where he's going to school. Uh, but Larry Johnson is Creighton, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, Illinois, and Mizzou. And it's a pack of cards. And it says exclusive pack, four-star Larry Johnson, shooting guard, 6'4", 175 pounds, Southern California Academy, 24. Really cool graphic. I, I assume 247 maybe got in on this as well because they have it on there. And that's where he's going to announce his commitment. Overall, great work. Um, I don't, I had never heard of Larry Johnson until he announced his final five. It, sometimes it happens with some basketball players, but um, a very strong shooting guard at 6'4", 175 pounds. It is a yeah, sick no, graphic. I, I agree. The graphic is really sick. And I think the reason we've not really heard about him is because he's not visited once um, and he does not appear to be very high on Mizzou's priority list. Don't, I would not worry about this one, really. Yeah. But again, the dentist effect. You'll know by the time this episode comes out where he's yeah, be. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can throw up a graphic if he wants. Unfortunate to. timing. I'll make the I'll make the same cards graphic, but I'll just put one team on there instead of four instead of the five. But it's again the dentist effect. He's keeping them, you know, in there because he knows like it's a it's an appealing place to play now. So, you know, that is that is important there. Um, and then the only other one um, is Jaden Quintance started his visit, I believe, today. Uh, mm-hmm. if I, if yes. I'm remembering correctly, the, the five star. So that's a, that's obviously a big, um, a big moment. Doesn't have a football game to go to though. Unfortunately, nope. can't see the app. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll head on over to St. Louis. Who knows? But that's a big one. That's the big, does, one. does Mizzou soccer play this weekend at home, Jack? They played today actually. Yeah. Oh. So he could go to that. Oh, he could go, go to that. that and they're killing it. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good segue. Unless you guys have anything else on. Quintance, he's it's a big visit, literally too. He's huge. It's like six ten to forty. So, um, yeah. But good segue, Kenny. Um, because yeah, Mizzou soccer. Quick update: they have been uh they have been killing it lately. Um, they recently had uh like back to back player of the weeks. Kylie Simmons won it. Um, this past week got got a bunch of uh, praise from the SEC. Um, one offensive player of the week after she scored a hat trick against Florida, and Mizzou won that game three to two um bella hollenbach got it the week before so they've had back-to-back um she got defensive player of the week um so they've had back-to-back player players of the week um in the sec they've been killing it on a three-game win streak they play auburn uh tonight so good to see the goal on era is fully coming into effect and yeah that's hopefully they can they can uh they can continue on and do good stuff i know they have like back-to-back ranked games against georgia and arkansas so that'll be a, a true test but good for Good for Mizzou soccer there, and shout out Kylie Simmons. Let the goals let the goals keep flowing. We have Bayer Leverkusen on right now too. Speaking of soccer, playing the Europa League game, got the jersey on as well. If you go to the YouTube, you'll see it. There you go. Nice home kit. Um, well, one more thing, just on some other sports. Uh, yeah. Mizzou men's golf. Jack London won SEC Golfer of the Week. There we go. Um, after the first visit to the Chicago Highlands Invitational. Um, I've heard that he's been on, um, you know, been on a storm right now. Corte Vincent of the Columbia Missourian. He's your golf guy. He's he is your golf to. guy. We we know Calm is a big golf guy as well. Calm's really focused on the football beat at the moment. But if you're looking for some more stuff on golf, you check check out Corte. Yeah, yeah, he is the he is the designated golf guy. 
Um, okay. Yeah. With that good Mizzou segment, we'll see how the Tigers do against Memphis on Saturday. And with that, we will segue, move on to quick hits. Okay. Quick hits time. Kenneth, get us started. What's your Jersey of the week? Started off uh, kind of sad news in the NFL this past Monday, Nick Chubb, uh, had a season ending knee injury, similar to the one he had at Georgia, but he came back strong and he came back even better. I mean, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league. His mom was actually talking to a fan fan came up to her with his phone and said, who's the best running back in the league. She was like, Nick Chubb. And unfortunately Nick had the season ending injury soon after it was very, you know, it's don't look up it's, the video. I yeah, mean, it's, don't watch it's it. Brutal. Yeah. It's, you don't, it's you don't bad. need to watch it. It's very, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of sucks. I mean, who hates Nick Chubb? I mean, no one hates Nick Chubb and he's a good guy. Um, never had an issue with him, but you know, wishing him the best and hope back, hope he comes back strong. It's a big loss for the Browns offense too. They, they built that, they built that offense around that, that ground attack with him. Big loss for fantasy owners. I did have Nick Chubb on one of my teams. I know that's not that's what truly bummer. matters, but that was a bummer. And I missed out. They, what did they resign Kareem Hunt? They did. Uh, yep. And I this missed week. out picking him up off the waiver. So my fantasy team's cooked, but yeah, we, we hate injuries. Everyone hates injuries, especially when they, are like that they literally made a i think that's one of the first times i've like heard on the like the note on the broadcast to be like we're not going to show this um Mm -hmm. and yeah so brutal brutal for nick chubb but hopefully he has a a speed i remember in the mizzou auburn game an o-lineman got hurt and they wouldn't show it and they said i forget who it was kenny might be able to shed some light on that oh uh, powell it was zeke powell it was the last game he ever played because he was out of eligibility I yeah, forgot his about injury was You unlocked so some bad. memories. Yeah, his injury was apparently so bad they wouldn't show it. It's just yeah. that's how rough the, football can get sometimes. The one I will never forget was like, I just was randomly watching this game, but it was Cavs Celtics basketball, and it was the Gordon Hayward one. Just like, oh my God, that was terrible. I like couldn't. I think they did show the replay of that too. And like, I was like, why? Please turn this off. Ugh, the one I remember yeah. is Paul George with Team USA. <sighs> Yeah, that is oh a terrible one. Yeah, I was. I remember people were blaming James Harden because he was in the area and he like bumped into him and then he fell. What? Yeah, That's ridiculous. The one What's I can point? remember is definitely. I remember where I was. I was at the beach and in, in my hotel room. Oh, I know. I, know I think I know which Duke one. Louisville. Yeah. Oh I my saw god. The Kevin Larry injury. Oh, just terrible. Yeah, but, terrible stuff. We know. We hate injuries. Man. We hate injuries. We wish they would never happen. Georgia um, State. But, is that where he ended up? Or Georgia? I he forget. Tra- he transferred he transfer? somewhere. I yeah, he had to leave. There. I mean, he was out of a spot for him anymore. All right, Peyton. My jersey of the week, Cam Akers, uh, fantasy's worst player, uh, has a new home. <laughs> he was traded to the Minnesota Vikings. That is the most hilarious collection of running backs I've ever seen. Alexander Madison and Cam Akers. We'll be battling it out to see who gets seven carries for 22 yards um, every Sunday. But um, <laughs> Battle you know, Cam, of mid. Cam Akers, I mean, just after the last two years, definitely needed a fresh start. That was just best for everyone involved. Um, maybe he can find that rookie year form. Uh, it's just the life of a running back at the end of the day. Yeah. Battle battle of mid. It's almost Kirktober. We'll get to that. Um, my Jersey of the week, I'm staying in football. I'm going to the college game though. I'm doing a cam McCormick who, uh, some people will know maybe, I guess if you're a Miami fan, um, but mostly you'll probably know him because he is currently petitioning the ACC for a ninth season of college football eligibility. Um, wild. I, he, he said to the, like this thing I'm looking at from on three says he might not even uh, use the year, but he wants to have it as an option. Um, this is this is just insane i want to like I, I know we have our takes on this i found another tweet um that so he he's, he's been playing in college football i believe since 2016 these were uh some other people in uh his recruiting class in college when he started uh rashawn gary shea patterson ew shea magic nick, nick bosa michael Pittman, and miles sanders all in, in his college recruiting class and he's still playing in college Ninth season. The other thing this prompted, we were having a discussion with some of our other friends. If they just, you know, granted unlimited eligibility, you could just play in college until, you know, you essentially wanted to retire from the sport. What other players would you guys want to see playing college football for as long as, as they possibly could? My first one was Johnny, Johnny Manziel, obviously stays in Luther Burton. has the NIL money. Luther Burton. Yeah. 
Um, who did I say the other day? Stetson Bennett. I mean, Stetson Bennett. That that would be the best thing for him. Just continue yeah, gonna, to be the face of Georgia, the Georgia QB. That'd get annoying quickly. It's been uh, annoying Duggan. already. Okay, the one I'm gonna go a little off the wall. Um, I'm gonna go a group of five player. I'm gonna go Quentin Flowers, the old USF uh, quarterback. I don't know if you guys have ever watched this guy. He is the he is my favorite non-Mizzou college football player ever. Quentin Flowers. Back when USF and UCF were battling in the in just like it was ten and one USF against eleven and oh UCF one year and Quentin Flowers and UCF put on an absolute show. Uh my that would be my underrated answer because he wasn't good enough to play quarterback in the NFL, but Quentin Flowers would be my pick. I remember him in the XFL because he was a Viper. Yep. He was I don't think they played in t- are uh, in uh, wherever UC- USF is. I think USF's in Tampa, but yeah, they, play they in might have played James. in the same stadium, right? Yeah, they played in Raymond James. So and the Vipers played there as well. So he kind of went believe- back to his his old stomping ground. So that, that was that was cool to see. I remember Quinn Flowers. I for some reason in my mind he was a lot better than he was. I've I've looked up some of his stats right now and just you know how things went for him. Like to me, it was like I don't know. Like for some reason he could have been a Heisman guy. Just. Like Look at his horse, rushing stats too. I know he's rushing as he had 1,500 yards on the ground in 2016. Yeah. He was ridiculous. he led the NCAA in in uh, average per carry of all quarterbacks. I can I bet. And he had uh, 18 touchdowns on the ground. This is oh, incredible. God. 24 to the year. There, there's so many players like that. Just college legends. Like for some, they just their skill mm-hmm. set just doesn't really translate. Kellen Moore would have been awesome. Kellen Moore, Tim Tebow. My pick would have been Melvin Gordon. I mean, flamed out in the NFL, but he was a Heisman runner-up back in the day. Just watched him continue to break NCAA records. Who was the – I always get them confused. Who was the Peppers at Michigan? Jabril. played both – Jabril Peppers. Peppers. I think he would have been fun to continue playing just both sides of the ball forever. Uh, This kind of reminds me of Austin Ani, who was a quarterback at North Texas. He was 30 years old. Like I, he, he just turned 30 like this past month, but he was 29 in his last year at North Texas. That's incredible. That's like nuts. I, I, th- I remember some of the stories, like he played baseball, he was in the Yankees system and he came back. You see that every now and then. Mm-hmm. But, Hayden Hurst did that. Uh, Hayden Hurst, Russell Wilson. Uh, it's just crazy that a 29 year old, that guy has a family and he's playing with teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> People, people, ten years younger than him. He was throwing passes to more. Jay Macklin, who was like nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. Um, yeah. So Cam, Cam McCormick. Yeah, I just all the replies were just like, I don't think it's meant to be, man. <laughs> it's getting time to go into the real world. Super, super, super senior. All right, guess that college um, this week. You guys know the rules. It feels like we haven't done one of these in a long time, but we're back into it episode 32 we're going to start it off in the baseball world one of the most iconic home runs of all time with kirk gibson hmm i feel like i have a general idea but i don't i don't know for sure yet okay not a clue we're going to go to ufc i think this might have been might be the second or third time we've done something with ufc or wrestling we're going to do rashad evans no idea Okay. I only know next one. Conor uh, Khabib. Might have been you can call him a longtime NFL wide receiver. He played nearly 13 seasons. Derek Mason. He was Vanderbilt's old coach. And I know that's not the same guy, but Oh, I just had a thought, but I don't No, no, no. 15 that's seasons. Not right. Wow, he played a that's lot longer right. than I thought he did. I don't know this one. <clears throat> Moving on. Jack, or do you have a guess? I have he a couple. Float- no, that's all oh, I have. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, this next one could give it away. Um, I didn't necessarily. I don't remember this guy playing college at all. Uh, but former Memphis Grizzlies power forward, Zach Randolph. I don't know. Dang it. I, don't I should know. know. Zebo. I feel like it's a Southwest school, but that's like my only general guess. For some reason, Derek made like a couple of names or places popped in, but I think it's because I'm thinking of other people. Is that was that the last one? That is the last one. That's number four. I 
don't know then. Uh, this is going to be one I don't win. Do you guys want to throw a guess out there? Just throw one. Yeah, like one. Arizona? I have no idea, okay. really. Jack? We had Arizona on this show, so I don't think it's that. Oh, did we? UCLA is yeah. my guess. Then. Okay. I don't think he went to UCLA. I don't either, but I have no idea. The two that went in my – for some reason, what one popped in my head was um, – west virginia when they were like really good back in like 07 but i don't think that's right and then the the other one that popped in my head was auburn but i think i'm thinking of trey mason not Derek mason you are trey mason who ran rough shot over mizzou in the the 2013 college i don't know uh um just to for the not have this is bad radio uh I don't know. Yeah, one. Just give me one. I can't think of a good guess. Just say a school. New Mexico Mexico State. Oh, okay. (laughs) You guys were both way off. Um, I'll give you a fifth person. Can we have a hint? Oh yeah, yeah. Draymond Green. Oh, Oh, Michigan State. There you go. You both got it. What happened? Dinging. Yeah. Well, it was already over. It didn't matter. Yeah, you guys both lost. That's the first time I stumped you guys. Still have some integrity in the game. But I don't remember any of those guys in school, especially because one of them was in this 80s. I didn't know that was in the second 90s, and third so. guys. Yeah, I did not know New Mac- I did not know uh, Zach Randolph. Where Zach Randolph went? I didn't even know Michigan Something. State had a baseball team. They do. Oh. I mean, I think every yeah, team, every school in the Big Ten has one. I think you're right. No, Wisconsin okay. doesn't. Wisconsin really? doesn't have a baseball team. No. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, they used fantastic four picks you guys know the deal we are five two and one all tied at the moment we're gonna start it off with the chargers versus the vikings this was a pick them but now it's vikings favored by one jack who do you these are the thursday thursday lines by the way so if they change that's why we just have to pick them on thursday uh oh i i'm going with the vikings um Kirk Tober's coming early. I honestly, you guys both picked the Chargers. This was one I wanted to be different. This is game is a toss-up. I could see either team winning this. We're going to get to the Vikings later on, too. But you know what? Give me Kirk. Got Cam Akers. They've re- reinvigorated the running back room. <laughs> not really, but sure. Why not, Vikings? Jay, Jay Jefferson is one of the best football players I've ever seen. Kirk yeah, Tober is one week away. You can't, I mean, can't bet on Kirk Tember anymore. I mean, it's not been looking good. It's not his fault, necessarily. Some of these games, there's no rushing game for the Vikings. Maybe Cam Akers, who had really no success with the Rams, could do something. But I don't really believe in that. I still think the Chargers have an opportunity to to pick up a win here. There's going to be a very unhappy uh, fan base after this one. One one of these teams being 0-3 is going to be a nightmare. Um, Yeah. But I'm going to take the Chargers just because I think they're a little better. Uh, The Vikings were very fake last year. And it's starting to show this year, uh, so I'll I'll take the Chargers. The quarterback dot curse is real for Kirk. Yep. All right, game two: Bills versus Commanders. Um, Bills traveling down to is it in Virginia? Is that where the Commanders play? Landover, Jack- Maryland. Landover, it- Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, correct. Uh, Jack and myself, we have Bills minus six and a half. Peyton, though, Commanders are two and zero. He's got them favor or he's got the the plus line so plus six and a half Peyton why do you have the commanders I'm covering this spread yeah I don't think they're gonna win this game uh let me make that clear if this was just to pick them I would pick the bills but I think that Washington is a legit team this year they're playing good football got a good offense um or at least a competent offense I still don't know if Sam Howell's really good but he's looked decent so far and I think they're I think that building uh, is treating it as a bigger ga- deal than the Bills are. Um, so I think they're going to play wanting this game more probably than the Bills. Not to say the Bills don't want to win, um, and I still think they will, but I think Washington's going to give them a scare here. That building will be rocking, literally, because it's kind of falling apart. But um, right. I, I I, don't know. I, I just think this is a good, maybe a good get-right opportunity. I think the Commanders are a good team this year but i i think they'll i think they'll be humbled in this one and they'll come back because they had they had almost a scary moment last week with that hail mary against the broncos they needed a, a lot to win that game and i think if they start in any similar way the way they did against denver they're in for a a shellacking by the bills 
but that's me. All right, game three. Uh, the Falcons are traveling up to Detroit to take on the Lions, who are favored by three points. Myself and Peyton, we have Lions minus three. But Jack, Falcons plus three. You believe in the hype? I do. I'm all in on Bijan. I'm all in on Ritter. I like the Falcons. I watched the Lions play last week. They, uh, they're they a little fraudy, I think. They had a, a wild game against against my Seahawks um, that Seattle did not absolutely did not deserve to come away with a win, and they did. Um and I, I think the Falcons will get it done. I don't know. I'm buying in. I think they're they're kind of a, a frisky fun team. Uh, I, I don't know. I like Bijan. He jukes he jukes everybody. Give me give me Atlanta here. A little bit of a risky pick. Maybe they'll lose by like one, and I can still you know get a win. But I'm going I'm going with I'm going with the ATL. I like their red helmets. They are nice. I think you know Peyton and I are probably in the same boat. You know, this Lions team. I mean, it was a wacky loss last week in overtime. But I, I think they're still good. I mean, Jared Goff, I don't know if you guys saw this video, but Jared Goff is so good at, you know, like handing balls off and then going back and faking like he's going to throw that he drew a, um, like a unnecessary roughness call last week against Seattle. Like, he, the he got blown up yeah. and he didn't have the ball because he's so good at like hiding it behind his body that they thought I mean, whoever was on defense to hit him thought he had the ball on him gets up celebrating flags are everywhere because he blew up a quarterback who didn't have the ball so I think I still think Jared Goff is you know he's, he's a decent decent quarterback and uh, I think the Lions are going to come away with this one I will say it might be a tight game I this is another one for what it's worth I will not be surprised if I'm wrong I haven't had one yet this year that I'm like staking my life on like I'm going to be right about this upset but you know I'm going to be just be just be different again maybe sacrifice my record Fourth game, final game on the docket. Rams, Bengals. We got Bengals minus three. It's a Super Bowl rematch this time oh, yeah? in Cincinnati. We all got Bengals minus three. We've been saying it the last two weeks. Joe Burrow's got to get back on it. He hasn't been good in the first two weeks of his career. I mean, you can look back at the last three seasons, and he has not played strong. I mean, the Bengals have not won those games consistently. We think the Bengals are going to um, take down the Rams at home. We're dumb. Yeah, Joe, um, I have been waiting for them to kick it in gear. We've picked them every week now, um, I think unanimously each week too. Uh, but no, I they, they looked better late in the game against the Ravens. It just wound up being too late because, I mean, they put themselves in such a big hole. Um, but yeah, I still have to trust that the Bengals are going to right the ship. Um, I think the Rams are better than people expected, but I think the Bengals are – gonna play way more desperate in this one you know what i'm switching give me the rams give me the rams i want to bet against the bengals because i'm i'm um hedging here because i need joe burrow to do well i have him in two fantasy leagues so that way if he loses the rams will uh i'll be right on this on this pick if he wins hopefully that means joe burrow plays well and i get fantasy points give me the rams i'm switching a good way to go about it jack hedging uh let's move on oh moving on oh i didn't have it ready i'm so sorry stand by stand by stand i like by. no captain he's the main bird my sean east main bird of the week goes again to adam wainwright uh he finally reached <laughs> the 200th win and now it just feels like he's given up he was dominant in that outing six scoreless innings and seven scoreless innings in that range but you know vintage adam wainwright I found out this today, Peyton. When do you think the last time he made an all-star game was? 20, like, 14 or something. 2014. That's correct. That's yeah. the last time he made it. Uh, he had a very wholesome moment in the press conference. His son, Caleb, was up there with him, and he was looking underneath. You can go on the YouTube and see me. He's doing this underneath the, the podium because it actually was a podium and not a lectern. And it felt like, you know, the Steph Curry stuff when Riley Curry would go up there with him. But, you know, Caleb was having fun as well. And he was just excited to be with his dad. Adam Wayne right now is trying to get some at bats. We have about, you know, two series, three series left in baseball for every team. And he wants to hit. Of course, he hasn't hit since the 2021 season. Last time National League pitchers were in the lineup on his career, though, he's a 511 OPS and a 193 batting average. I think we put him in the box. I think Ollie Marmel should give Adam Wainwright an opportunity to hit. You know what? Clutch situation. Bases loaded any time in the next week. Put Adam Wainwright up there. Two outs, even better. I think this is an opportunity for him to go out as a winner. 
I think they should do it. I think it'd be fun. I'm in, I'm in full support of this because they're playing the Brewers in a lot of their last games. So if they want to throw Adam Wainwright in the batter's box and give the Brewers some free strikeouts, by all means, lovely. Also, wouldn't you stop trying after you got your 200th win? Yeah, I would. I mean, he was trying his ass off the last two starts. I mean, he had to. He needed that 200th win. That's what he wanted. That's why he came back another season. I will say, Zach Granke, I think it's he's kind of starting to slow down as well. They should put him in the box. He is trying to get that 10th home run, and I think he could do it if they give him some at-bats. Sure. I'm for it. Free strikeouts. Free strikeouts. What a, what a shame. Zach Granke doesn't strike out. He has a hit in the World Series. <sighs> wow. This is a Peyton, disaster. What's your, <laughs> what's your really main Cardinals. Awful. The Cardinals stink. Um, there was no one at their game last night. Yeah, nobody. But um, my main bird is going to be. I had absolutely nothing. Um, so I went and looked up bird news and found fast, beautiful mates for life. Why I am voting Peregrine in Australia's Bird of the Year 2023. This comes from the Guardian, uh, from Imogen Dewey. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I think it's Imogen Dewey, um, but she's voting the Peregrine Falcon as her bird of the year for Australia. That's about it. Uh, if you didn't know, the Peregrine Falcon is the fastest animal on planet Earth because when it dives, it is the fastest. It just it's faster than a cheetah. So, is it Peregrine or Peregrine? I've heard Peregrine for a lot of my life, but I've also heard people say Peregrine. But I believe it's Peregrine. Okay. That's not how it's spelled, but I think it's pronounced Peregrine. I have no reason to argue against it. Okay. Think about it like this. Dopamine has the exact same ending. Oh, good point. Good point. So I think it's Peregrine. All right. I'll yield. You've you've made a good argument. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to Peregrine Falcon. Ah, ah. Um, It's my main bird of the week. Is it Peregrine? Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh. Okay. Get owned. Pretend I Sorry, said Peregrine for the entire last segment. I liked your argument. I was convinced. I thought I, I was, was right. Uh, my main bird of the week, I'm going back into the wide world of soccer. As uh, we said briefly, Bayer Leverkusen's playing in the Europa League, the uh, second biggest European competition in the, uh, in the world. I'm going to uh, the Champions League, the biggest one, the one Bayer Leverkusen probably aspires to be in uh, at the start of next season. But I'm going to a goalkeeper in the Champions League who plays for the Italian club Lazio. That's my connection to the bird. They have a bird in their logo. Um, this guy's name, Ivan Provedel. Uh, he scored in the 95th minute to tie Lazio's game against Atletico Madrid, the Spanish team, becoming just the fourth goalkeeper in Champions League history to score a goal. Um, people were also making a lot of jokes because uh, – it's set on the clock, like 94 on the on the clock, and he wears number 94. So it's like, oh, 94, 94. I'm being a nitpicky nerd. He scored in the 95th minute, not the 94th. So correction on that. But still pretty cool. Became the fourth goalkeeper ever. He didn't really even, like, it looked like when he scored, too, he, like, didn't really know what to do. He doesn't, like, have much of a celebration. He just, like, runs through his teammates and is just like, what, what just happened? But, yeah, shout out to Ivan Profdil. I totally understand that when you talk about the minutes, I think it's so silly that that's how you have silly. to look about it. Like right now, the game, the world Leverkusen is in the, it's 55 minutes, 30 seconds into the game. That's the 56th minute. And I get that. But at the same time, it just seems silly to, to consider Kenny, it. Kenny made Kenny freaked me out because he texted me like, you know, pretty late in the evening and was like, can I, can I call you? And I was like, Oh no, like what's going on? He calls me and he's like, is it uh is it 90 plus four? How do you write the night? He was writing an article about soccer and wanted a minutes AP style correction. Cause yes, I agree. It is a little bit silly, like for, for them to be so different about that. But, and I thought, I thought that cracked me up, but shout out Ivan. Cool for Lazio. And they tied. Uh, What's next? Best thing he's learned. Best thing I what learned. Learn, Best thing I learned this week, the gift that keeps on giving Lane Kiffin. So, this is an old story, the tweet that I found this from. Uh, the tweet, the person that tweeted uh, this, this animation of this story that comes from David Carr uh, is from Charles Robinson, who tweeted, this Blaine Kiffin story never gets old. Um, and it's an animation of David Carr retelling a story of when he was a freshman at um, Fresno State. Uh, he was playing quarterback. He started getting more and more reps from Lane Kiffin, who was the incumbent quarterback at the time. 
and he tells the story as at a certain point one day, Lane Kiffin just walked out in shorts and a T-shirt. Lane Kiffin uh, said to head coach, uh, Fresno State head coach, who is still the head coach there, he retired briefly, but now he's back, Jeff Edford, well, you're giving all my reps to David, so I figured I can just come out in a short and T-shirt. Jeff Tedford tells him to get off the field. Lane Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin's dad, of course, the legendary Monty Kiffin, uh, is like, nope, you're not doing that. And so he becomes the assistant wide receiver coach at uh, Fresno State, and that is how the illustrious coaching career of Lane Kiffin began. I had never heard this story, and I was cracking up when I heard it. It was so Lane Kiffin of him. I've also I'd also never heard it and it was very funny. So you're not alone there, Peyton. What a what a Lane Kiffin way to start your career. And then he became a comedian. He was on Comedy Central no for a little period. bit. Had a good career under the alias of Tosh.0. <laughs> Daniel Tosh. So I mean, he looked oh. he had a great career. I love Lane Kiffin. I I you know, Drinkwood's great coach. I mean, you know, he's had his ups and downs and he's doing well this year. But if you had Lane Kiffin, man, that would be just him being the head coach of your favorite football team has got to be the life. Like, it's just so funny to see the stuff he does. And I was at the Texas Bowl last year. He did not give a shit about what he was doing. Like, he was, like, doing so many stupid plays, just running the ball around, and I don't think he really cared about the outcome of that game. No, yeah, no he is, I think that's He funny. is a character and a half. Um, he is, I think, grown on me like no one else. Like, I was like, this guy's such a weirdo when he was at USC. But he is just so funny. His time at FAU completely won me over. Yeah, yeah, that was that. I think that's where I got sold to. He's he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. But yeah, shout out that story. I'd never heard that before. Kenny, what'd you learn? What I learned this week is that the Rays are getting a new stadium, but they're staying in St. Petersburg. So there was always talks that maybe the Rays would move. Montreal was in the discussion. Of course, the Expos used to play there. Now the Nationals, and. I, it just it's weird to me that you know that there was like a lot of issues about where the stadium was located it's not actually in tampa it's in st petersburg which is you know an hour away 30 minutes away from where you're living in tampa and you know it looks cool um they wanted to open in 2008 and there's gonna be 30,000 seats and you mean, 20, one, you mean 2028 2028 what did i say 3028 2008-2008 a 1.3 billion dollar project it looks cool. I mean, it looks really cool. It's going to be an upgrade from the TROP. I just think it's kind of silly that there was a lot of issues about where it's located and it's staying in St. Petersburg. Can we still have Tropicana uh, sponsor it? I like calling it Tropicana Field. I, I think they I need to just give it as a TROP. I, I think they need to just bury everything associated with the current stadium. I mean, it is a dump. I mean, the TROP is awful. The Rays it's will bad. have to change their uh, Twitter bio. It's tweets with a hint of cit- citrus. So they can't do that. Oh, that's do that. That, 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 that well, is still keep that. Just have it make no sense. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Brewers need to do this now. They're they're next on this list. I'm moving to Nashville. Jack, what you learn? Fam isn't good either. <laughs> I know. That's why they need the renovations. Um, my best thing I learned. I'm going to go to the NBA. Um, I I just this is just a funny uh, uh a funny stat I I saw on Twitter um about Kelly Oubre, of course um. You know, the illustrious small forward has had some good seasons. I'll, I'll give Kelly Oubre some respect he deserves. Um, but nearly every team Kelly Oubre has left. Uh, he's, of course, played for the um, Wizards, Suns, Warriors, and now the Hornets. Um, went to the finals the next year. So in 2020, he left the Suns. They went to the finals in 2021. Um, and then 2021, he left the uh, Golden State Warriors. They then went to the finals in 2022, lost or beat the Celtics. And then now in 2023, after two seasons with the Hornets, um, he's leaving. And so Hornets maybe put a future down, going to the finals, LaMelo Ball. Um, they have some wild personnel problems, but, you know, maybe if they can overcome that, they, they just might be able to surprise everybody in the East next year. I don't know. I didn't learn too much this week, but I just thought this was a, this was kind of funny. I love when, like, there was, like, the Pat Patrick McCaw thing. A lot of people will remember where he won. Um, three straight championships as a role player. I, I just like when these stats, these coincidences happen in the NBA. Um, but yeah, Ube on the move. I actually don't even know where he went. I meant to look that up. Um, if he's uh, just a free agent right now. While, while you look that up, I mean, uh, of course, another fun fact you can learn about Kelly Ubre is that he had to turn his Instagram comments off. 
Oh yeah, he did. Love him. <laughs> yeah, the ladies do love him. And the boys. Agree. The boys. You get lost. You him. get lost in those eyes. I will. Mm-hmm. I will agree. Um, yes. Bent Washington. Uh, two seasons with Phoenix. One season with Golden State. I don't think he has a home right now. So, Calubra. Someone pick him well, up. If he needs a place to stay, got an extra room in my mom's house. If he wants to come hang out, so said he doesn't <laughs> have a home. I, I guess yeah. Poor choice of words. We didn't have any ratios. We didn't have any bonks, unless you want to bonk Jack for choosing Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, for the best thing you learned this week. So Fair. we can bonk Jack on that one. But I do have a joke. Peyton, yes, you've been a jokester yourself, so you can – I'll let you go first. You hit us with okay. yours. All right, Kenny and Jack. What does a nosy pepper do? Any what? guess? Makes you jalapenos. It gets jalapeno business. <laughs> that's good that's a good one i have one too actually <laughs> oh. uh you want to go uh yeah. so uh what state has the most roads rhode island uh rhode island <laughs> jack uh Okay, this one doesn't have like it's not a question, but it's just a a ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a beer. The bartender says, "I'm sorry, we don't serve food here." Pretty good. Could it be any kind of sandwich, or does it have to be ham? I, I, it could be turkey. The <laughs> joke I read was ham. It could have been a pizza. <laughs> or it could have been a pizza. It could have been any food. They don't serve food. Interesting. There you go. Good jokes. All right, we're we're done. we're done with this. Um. Moving swiftly on, we're going to finish the show. We'll segue and do the fraud, 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 fraud. rankings of the week. Fraud. All right, it's that time. Finishing off the Thursday show. That means one thing and one thing only. Fraud. 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 I got the glasses on. Kenny, I turn it over to you. What's our Turn fraud? it over to me. We're going to Denver. The Broncos My- come in number four. Five on the fraud, fraud. rankings. They oh, did. They've oh, lost oh, 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 two fraud. games now. Not looking strong oh. under Sean Payton. And Bad. Russell Wilson, not good at hearing things. He's going to have to wear a play sheet moving forward on his wrist because he can't get the words out fast enough because he's not unlimited. Going in at number four. Wait, wait, wait. Country, we're I just want to say, Broncos country can't ride. That was a good Hail Mary at the end, though. It was Hail Mary. Good Hail Mary. Number four, we're going to the state of Minnesota. Minnesota, the Vikings coming in at number four on the fraud rankings. Kirk Timber is no more. Maybe Kirktober on the horizon. We're almost there. Yeah. Number three on the list. You could say we're in Canada. You could say we're in Pittsburgh. It's all the same. There's no offense. It's just defense. The Steelers are frauds. And they won. They won, and they're still frauds. Small frauds. hands. My hands are bigger than yours. Can he pick yep. it? Can you learn how to throw the ball? If you, got, they, if you wear only... a glove, you need to be good at this sport, and I think he has to take the glove off. What are they, the only team that had, like, negative yards of offense in the second half and won the game? Something like that? It was in the fourth fraud? quarter. Fourth quarter. Fraud? 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 Yeah, this fraud? is a tough fraud? week. Fraud? Fraud? Breaking character. Breaking character. This is serious. Oh. It was a tough week. I mean, this is a tough week for fraud rankings. Week two is always tough. Teams are coming in at one and one, and we don't always know. So don't take shots at us. We don't make the rules. Number two, we're going to Green Bay, the Packers. Jordan Love. Uh You guys have to see this video of Jordan Love getting his toes crossed up, (laughs) stepping on his laces, falling over into the offensive line. What's up with that? Jordan Love, the Burger King of quarterbacks. Fraud. And number one, although I chose this team to win this this upcoming weekend against the Minnesota Vikings, number one is the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly of San Diego. What's going on in LA? That's what we want to know. What's going on in LA? The Fraudgers are number one. They say lightning strikes twice in the fraud rankings. Chargers will be back here later on the season. Fraud? Fraud. 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 Nice, nice, nice. There you go. Hope everyone enjoyed the fraud rankings. Like Kenny said, hard to rank, uh, hard to rank them in week two. Um, but we'll be back week three, and I'm sure, I'm sure more teams will be, will become frauds. Glad the Seahawks made it out. On a personal note, um, you know, big win over the Lions. 
don't know how they did it, but yeah, week football's been football's been great. And uh, yeah, any last things, gentlemen? I realize I never ask. I just kind of end the show. So you should get a last word in there. Go. Another joke. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Um, hope everyone enjoyed. Everyone go watch Mizzou on Saturday. Everyone go enjoy college football on Saturday. We got some great games. Two thirty slates looking really good. Colorado, Oregon, Ole Miss, Alabama, uh, Notre Dame, and somebody else. I forget. Um, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Clemson, Clemson, Florida State. Great games. Uh, that that you know Mizzou gets the nightcap of in St. Louis. So everyone watch that. We'll have a recap right after that game. Um, we'll jump on in a full show Sunday um, doing the SEC tier list talk about college football. So hope everyone enjoyed. Everyone have a fun and safe weekend. Enjoy the Mizzou game. We will see you on Monday. This was The Unwritten Rule, presented by Bet Online.